Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we're going to be discussing league title victories as we'll be joined by the head coach of the Aberdeen Lynx up in Scotland after their nail-biting game against the Edinburgh Capitals on Saturday. And we'll be joined by the winners of South 2 in the National League as we'll be joined by the head coach at the Bristol Pitbulls. And we're also going to be looking ahead to the playoffs in North 2 as we'll be joined by the Altrigam Aces. All of that on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So shortly we're going to be looking at the National League and in particular North 2 and South 2. Uh, we'll be discussing the playoffs with the Altrigan Maces head coach Elliot Bain as they secured their spot in the playoffs last weekend. And we're also going to be joined by the league champions in South 2 as we'll be catching up with the head coach of the Bristol Pitbulls 2 team. Uh, that's Stuart Spells. He'll be joining us shortly as well. But before that, let's go to Scotland. And last weekend, we had an epic game up in Aberdeen as the top two went head-to-head in virtually a title-deciding match at the end of the season. Aberdeen Lynx taking on the Edinburgh Capitals. And in the end, Aberdeen won by three goals to two in a really thrilling encounter in the northeast of Scotland. And for more on this title victory now in the Scottish National League, let's catch up now with the head coach at the Lynx. It's a welcome back to the show to Jordan Layden. Well, Jordan, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first of first, big, big congratulations on, on securing the league title last weekend. Uh, it it went down to the wire, literally. Uh, quite <laughs> quite an epic occasion against Edinburgh. Uh, how, how was your night? Yeah, thank, thank you for having me on again. It was... Uh... Yeah, it was an eventful, eventful couple of weeks. If, if anything, we uh, we could have done it in a couple of games, but yeah, we left, we left it. We we all we always say it ourselves as an easy way and as a links way, and we we done it the the links way and left it to the last game. But ultimately, like yeah, we we came out with the result we wanted, and 
yeah, everyone that's part of the team and part of the club were absolutely, absolutely delighted. And it was a, I think it was a great spectacle as well for, not just for ourselves and for our fans, but for the league in general as well. It's been, it's been a great season. I mean, how did you prepare for for this game? Uh, because obviously, you know, it's it's first against second. You know, it's it's all to play for. Edinburgh had crucially, you know, a game in hand which they had on, on the Sunday. Um, but the form going into the game, as you, as you touched upon, you know, a, a defeat against Kilcoddy, uh, a defeat against the the Dundee Comets. I mean, the pressure was on. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird one because we've been saying even to the guys that we hadn't played badly in those games. So to really to really pinpoint where we'd you know where we'd been going wrong, it was it was you no know, little minor mistakes that mis- mistakes are going to happen in games. So we, we were kind of trying to pinpoint what what kind of changes to make, and we did we did make small tweaks on the game against the Capitals. Very, very, very minor, but just enough we thought that would hopefully get us get us over the line. And I think even the guys themselves understood the task at hand, and thankfully they they bought into it as well. So I think yeah, going into the, the tweaks we made and the guys buying in really really helped on that in the night. And also, how did you keep the the focus on? on the actual game itself, because the publicity, I mean, we've touched upon this before when we've had John Jordan about, about uh, you know, the attendances at Aberdeen, but this game in particular, um, I think the publicity heading into it, it was turbocharged, wasn't it? And, you know, the the YouTube channel, I mean, credit to the Lynx TV team for, for the live stream as well uh, on, on the Saturday. Um, but it, you, you had to make sure that it, w- it was purely about the hockey for your team it, itself. Yeah, the, th- thankfully our our own media team kind of kind of stayed away as, as much as possible. They obviously want to try and hype the game up and make it as exciting for everyone, but also they knew as well we we had a job to do and getting the guys focused on that job it was it was crucial for for us like the coaching staff to to make sure the guys were focused and not thinking about other things. But at the same time, it was there's maybe a couple of little things. It was nice to see that. No, hopefully you kind of have the guys coming in a bit more relaxed rather than tense and nervous and and all that as well. So there's there's a fine balance. There was a fine balance there, and I think I think we got it. <laughs> like to think we got it right. So it was it was good. The guys the guys definitely were focused on the on the job at hand come that game. And what an advert for for the league it was as well. I mean, the the stream itself is clocking on for nearly six thousand people who've watched it either live or or post the game. And the the actual title race, it was to in and fro in. You know, the the Dundee clubs were involved at, at various points, as was uh, the likes of Paisley as well. Ooh, I mean, you must be exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing is, we we kind of discussed it ourselves that from one uh, six pretty much all those teams were taking points off each other. And we had Kilmarnock taking a, a few points off the teams just above them as well. It's anyone on their on their day can take points off each other. So it was it could have went either way. I think we were we were in the fortunate position that we'd we'd done a good enough job that we kept ourselves up there pretty much the whole season. And we had you no know, you had the odd teams below us started to started to take points off each other rather than them, them starting to pull ahead, and that's where that's where Edinburgh kind of came into the the fray of things. They they were a little bit behind in games, and then they started to build on those games and started to take points off the teams. 
So while while all the rest of them were taking points off each other, the likes of ourselves were able to kind of stay away from it a little bit up until up until the last few weeks where we got we got caught in it all as well. I mean that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, um, just to say, you know, commiserations to Edinburgh and, and everyone really because the top six in a twenty-eight game season separated by just seven points, which um, goes to show you just how much this league has stepped up this year. It's it's absolutely incredible. I think for the for the sport and the sport as a whole in this country, I think it goes to show what competitive hockey is now. We we kind of knew at the start of the season, pretty much every team probably could take points off each other. I don't think we realised it would be as close as this. It's incredible to see every every team competing right up until the end. And yeah, it's it's just amazing for for our league. I think it's been the standards been getting better and better in the past the past few years. And I think this year just goes to show with especially with the amount of games. Obviously, you could you could argue that this is probably the hardest hardest season the SNL have had with us doubling up in games. I think seeing all these teams being able to compete right until the end was was pretty incredible. Yeah, and the game itself on on Saturday night, you know, it, Edinburgh taking the lead, um, then you eventually took the lead, Edinburgh getting a goal back, and then towards the end of the the game, um, obviously Edinburgh needed to win in in, in regulation time, so um, you know it was an empty net, but the puck still had to get into the goal, didn't it? And uh, I mean, what what were those scenes like at uh, towards full time? Yeah, it was it was getting very nervy because we knew we knew we only needed the the point to secure it, but you know what hockey's like anything can happen so we we knew it was it was a very tense last last few minutes we we felt we were playing really well but like i say anything can happen any little bounce can go in and the way our kind of few weeks had had been going we, you're always very nervous and how your luck's going to go and yeah we were we were rather fortunate the the stars seemed to align and we were able to get that that third goal which gave us that that huge cushion for the last for the last few seconds of the game, because even even with that ten seconds to go, you you just never know. You see it in the the NHL just now. What's happening is goals are being scored with literally a second a second left to go. So for even that last ten seconds to get that third goal and get that cushion was was a, um, amazing and a huge relief for all, for all of us on the bench, that's for sure. Yeah, and you touched upon the number of games involved as well. Um, I mean, you came close to winning the title last year, but um, in a 14-game season, this year you've managed to get over the line after a 28-game season. Um, I mean, what's been the the change, do you feel? Um, I mean, do, did you need last season to give you that level of experience to, to go one better this time? Or, or is it the extra 14 games that, that was the difference? I mean, how, how do you see things? Well, it's it's a, it's a funny one because when you have that 14-game season, you, you really have no space to slip up. There's no leeway. We I think last year there was, there's one game for certain that, we all felt when we we played Belfast last year away and we we lost it in Belfast. That was the game we all felt. That's when we lost it. Whereas this year, no, you can you can lose a game or two, which which makes a massive difference. But as well, you've got you've still got twenty eight games, so you've got to be consistent across all those twenty eight. And I think last year when we looked at ourselves, we were we were pretty consistent, and we knew if we could keep that going for this for this season, then then we we thought we'd be up there for definite. It was yeah. I think for anyone in this in this league, when you when you're getting to that twenty odd games, you just 
you need to try and keep the consistency in, but you, you also need to look at your, your system and how you're going to play and look at each team differently. And you're playing teams four, four times as well. So you start to understand these teams and they start to understand you as well and they start to adapt. So it's it's a bit of a bit more of a, a chess game when you've got the amount of games we did have. Whereas no, last, last year when you've only got one or two, you don't get the chance to see how teams play and you, you start to grasp them as, as you've played them twice and that's it over and that's it done with. Whereas, yeah, this year you get the chance to to analyze all that stuff so arguably like i say it's arguably the hardest snl league there's been i'm sure others maybe would say otherwise but for us it, it definitely felt that way with with doubling up in the games well a big congratulations jordan like i said on on securing that league title in, in your second season as well as player coach uh not not bad at all um but Thank you very much. Uh, we do have to mention the fact that um this season's not done yet and that's, that's, that's the next trick, isn't it, really? Uh, obviously, you're in a cup semi-final. We, we've got the playoffs as well coming up. Um, all part of as well, and you mentioned a phrase earlier that the, the stars aligned. It is, you know, the, you, the club's celebrating 30 years of ice hockey in Aberdeen as well this season. But it is going to be some trick to carry on that momentum, given the fact that, you know, just, just what an achievement it was to win the league title. Yeah, like coming into this season, that was our goal was to was to try and win the league but now all that's all that's done and dusted with and we've got another another job at hand i think with what we've done this season we have no reason why we, we couldn't go and do a job and hopefully looking at getting the travel we're we're in these competitions to win them so i think every team will be thinking the same thing and i think for some as well they'll be going in the, these games the likes of the playoffs there'll be teams thinking well We'll beat this team. We'll beat that team. There's no reason why we can't go and go and win this. So the the playoffs are going to be hugely, hugely competitive. And then us playing Paisley in the semi final, that's going to be a massive one because every game we've we've played them, it's been it's been very, very close. So these games are going to be hugely competitive. We know people want to turn us over and look to look to beat now the champions. So we we'll have to get our heads back in it and we're back, back to the grind, I suppose, for the next few weeks. Um, and obviously as well, um, because you've got that cup semi-final, you, you kind of got that added added game in the mix as well. Um, but is is that handy to have, you know, a two-legged quarter-final playoff um, and then that cup semi-final? It, it kind of it forces your team into, you know, not, not taking the foot off the accelerator at all, I suppose, having games like this back-to-back. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose there's there's an element of not having that that respite that can be quite good. I think if we look at ourselves and how we how we came out after kind of Christmas and New Year, have, having a bit of a layoff, it was put a bit of a dampener on us. So us just getting straight back into it and not not really having time to think about it, I think I think it's good for us personally. But. I think as well that probably every other team in this league would want to be in the position we're in and that we're still able to go for three trophies. So the guys in our our team have to have to see it that way, that not anyone else in this league has the opportunity to go for three trophies this year and we, we still do. So it's something we've got to we've got to look and aspire to and I hope the guys are ready for it. And obviously the first leg of the, the playoff quarterfinal against North Ayrshire this Saturday, that is going to be um, at Aberdeen and um, then obviously on the road. You're going to want a good sign-off uh, for that home faithful uh, this Saturday. Um, they've been out in force throughout this season and uh, as we saw last weekend, they've been enjoying themselves. 
Yeah, it's been it's been pretty incredible this season. I think we've we've had we've definitely had sellout crowds in the past, but this year it seems to be near enough every single week has been been a sellout crowd. So it's it's just been absolutely amazing amazing to see the support and over the course of the kind of past week or so with, with all the comments and messages that, that all of us have gotten has just been yeah, it's just been absolutely incredible from, from every single one of them and going into the, the kind of next few weeks we, we've been fortunate as well that we've had travelling support this season which has been you know we've had a few in the past but this this year it seems to have ramped up a fair a fair bit so we're we're still looking forward even though we'll be on the road we're still looking forward to seeing a lot a lot of our fans at, at these games and providing we uh providing we get through with the Scottish Cup as well with the Scottish Cup finals actually being held in Aberdeen this year so that that gives us another extra bit of incentive if if we were to to get through that semi-final that we can actually have a final in our own rink which is very unusual so yeah we've got a big few weeks coming up but it would be it'd be great to to have uh to be challenging for all all three of them that's for sure well jordan Layden, head coach of the aberdeen links uh, a big big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us a big congratulations once again on on securing that league title and uh, a big good luck in the coming weeks thank you very much thank you for having me jordan Layden, there head coach of the Aberdeen Lynx joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And let's continue the winning theme now and go to South 2 of the National League. And the Bristol Pitbulls have secured the league title in South 2 this past weekend. And for more now on this title victory for the Bristol Pitbulls, let's hear from their head coach. It's a welcome to the show to Stuart Spells. Well, Stuart, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first is first, uh, big congratulations on, on securing the league title uh, in South 2. Um, obviously, it's it's been done with two games remaining and the league's had to come to a decision on on how best to, to handle that situation of, of games outstanding. But your league champions, how do you feel uh, a few days after the announcement? Yeah, it feels really good, um, to be honest. Um, it's something that we've been striving for all season and a bit of a cliche, but, you know, we've been taking it game by game and, um, and yeah, we, we tipped it over the line at the end, which, which was fantastic. The run you've been on as well, uh, between yourselves and, and Haringey and, and, and Guildford, and it's been quite a run you've been on. Yeah, no, no, the league's been fantastic this season. It's been very close at the top end of the table um, with, with the likes of Haringey and Guildford and, and Victor um, all, all keeping us on our toes and, and keeping going. But, but really, as I, as I said, we're just taking one, one game at a time and, and seeing how it goes and then just planning and preparing for the next game. Um, and we've been doing that all season. And, and like, like you say, it seems to have worked. And um, and yeah, as, as we say, we pulled through at the end, and, and it's it's great to clinch that title in the end. And uh, with regards to what your expectations were at the start of the season, obviously, as uh, um, we spoke to Jamie a few times, and it's been a big leap uh, for the club. You know, playing back in Bristol, obviously having a team in in the national league as well. What were your expectations about what was possible uh, for for the second team this season? Well, last season we just we just missed out on the playoffs. Last season we finished ninth, and um, and we put a team together with, with the help of Richie and, and Jamie. We were we were looking at maybe a top four finish. We, we were thinking that was that was achievable at the beginning. Our first game of the season at home to Haringey, um, as we said at the time, was going to be a real benchmark to see where we were 
um, and we weren't expecting huge amounts. We, we, we wanted to be competitive. We wanted to, to play hard and, and, and see. Um, coming out with a victory in that game really kind of set the whole season off. The, the team just building confidence. Um, we, we went through game after game and just building on that confidence um, and didn't really think about anything else other than top four playoffs um, like from Christmas and, and didn't really think about it at all until then. It's only really been in the last sort of couple of weeks since February we've been, been excited and, and kind of thinking about a title chase. And what does this mean for, for the club more generally as well? Because the first team will probably miss out on, on the playoffs with um, the, the, the points tally needed uh, over Telford. But generally, this this season's been phenomenal for the club overall, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it has. I think um, being based back in Bristol, I think the club's gone from strength to strength. Um, and there's a phenomenal support that we have um, in the home base with the club being back in Bristol. The, the first team are selling out week after week. Um, and, and we're starting to see more and more supporters come um, to our games throughout the season as well. It's been fantastic to see um, that growth from, from beginning to, to what we're seeing now. Um, and, and, I, and I think it can only be a good thing for, for the club. I think it can be a good thing for, for Bristol uh, and, and the league as well as, as we look to push on and, and grow hockey within, within the city itself. And that's, that's the key, isn't it? Because um, obviously you've moved back to Bristol, but there's not much of a foundation there in, in Bristol with regards to player pathways. So that's where your team comes into it um, and, and to bridge that gap. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what we're really looking to build the team as being that kind of pathway or development for, for players. Um, unfortunately, we haven't got a junior development in Bristol at the moment, but again, it's something that I know has been... Uh, behind the scenes, they're working on really hard to try and promote uh, and, and get that development in. Um, but we've always said, you know, we're looking as a national two team, we're looking to bring players in and use that as a springboard to, to go on to bigger and better things, uh, maybe move up and have players play in the higher divisions. And even throughout this season, with, with how we've been playing, it's given an opportunity for a number of players to, to add four or five players for National League teams. Um, we've had players in the National 1 team as well. And I've never stepped in anybody's way who's wanted to do that and had the desire to play higher. Because, you know, I believe that that's what our role is as, as a team in National 2, is to develop those future players, have experienced players to pass on their knowledge uh, and, and, again, build the sport in general. And obviously, it's been a phenomenal uh, season uh, for for the club, but in particular, the captain uh, Oli Shaw. Mm. I mean, you know, he's he's won the championship now, top goal scorer, top point scorer in the division as well. Um, he's had a mm. cracking season, hasn't he? He has. He's been absolutely fantastic all season long. Um, right at the beginning of the season, when we looked at putting in our our senior player group, he kind of stepped forward and and said, "Look, if you're looking for somebody." Um, he's more than willing to take on the reins, and I think he's done that, and and he's run with it, and he's been been excellent on the ice and off the ice, and, and a great figure around the changing room, um, and just leading by example week in week out. The team's just been great uh, as a whole, uh, as a bunch. They've really come together, um, and I think having individuals, uh, it's just been a, a full-on team performance, right from from top to bottom. So it's really tough to kind of pinpoint or earmark anyone out individually I think. Yeah, it's like we touched upon earlier it does bode very well for the future all this, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does you know, we're looking for 
um, kind of the next the next kind of generation coming through. Sam Davis has stepped up. He, you know, he's, he's been amazing. He's under 18 and he's, he's playing in National 2. Um, Noah Betts, again, another young guy that's stepped up and, and really taking command. Um, regular shifts and a very important player. And again, he's kind of under 19. So, you know, we've got some of the young guys coming in that are playing for us and of uh, and of taking on leading roles within the team and uh, really developing. And, they, they, you know, they've been fantastic. Now, you mentioned earlier the, the, the main target objective this year was to was to get into the playoffs and uh, job done with, with that regard. And uh, obviously, um, the EIHA has put out a statement explaining uh, all the various things so we could get to the playoffs now. And, and that's, that's mm. the next step, isn't it? Because it's been tough, uh, I'm going to suggest, for, for you as our coach and the rest of the coaches, really, to, to plan for the playoffs with all this up in the air. So I, I suppose you're glad that we're at this stage now. Yeah, that's it. Uh, now it's all been settled. We know who we're playing. Um, we're down for, for Cardiff, home and away this weekend. So, again, a great local rivalry. Um, the players all know each other on both teams. And, and I, again, I just think it'll be a great opportunity and spectacle in the Southwest. And uh, how do you go into the playoffs now? Because obviously it was a fantastic win last Sunday over, over Chelmsford. Um, but it's it's now focusing on the playoffs and, and not getting too carried away with being the league champions. Yeah, that's it. Well, we spent most of the week planning to planning and preparing to uh, go to Peterborough, which was one of the games that, that was on the cards to play. So it's been quite a haphazard week in preparation. We quickly changed that to making sure we got a good training session in last night um, just to get ready and prepare for, for this weekend. And uh, with, with the two legs uh, against Cardiff, I mean, what, what are you expecting uh, this weekend? Oh, it's, it, it's going to be like any local derby. It's going to be close. It's going to be tough. Um, and and I think it's going to come down to who wants it more at the weekend, really. Um, as I say, both teams know each other very well. A number of our players have played in Cardiff uh, for the fire and, and again, vice versa. So it'll be a good weekend. It'll be a good challenge. Um, it'll be a good spectacle for our fans and supporters um, for both teams uh, to watch. It'll be a close, tough game, I'm sure. And uh, just a, 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 a kind of closing thought here, Stuart, as well. I mean, you know, a, p- a piece of silverware um, this this past week, um, the playoffs, we've touched upon the fact, the new surroundings in, in Bristol, the, the plans for the future. Um, it's going well, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, yeah, we're just looking to build upon it and, and keep on improving um, as individuals and, and as a club and, and really seeing where it takes us. I, I think... It's a really exciting time for Bristol, in, uh, for hockey in Bristol. Well, Stuart Spells, head coach of Bristol Pitbulls too. Uh, big congratulations on, on securing the league title. Uh, big good luck in the playoffs and uh, a big thank you for joining us on this week's show. No, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me onto the show. It's been a pleasure. Head coach of Bristol Pitbulls 2, Stuart Spells there, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to North 2 now, and uh, the playoffs have been decided. However, the league title is going to the last weekend. Hull Jets and Telford Tigers go head-to-head this weekend, and Telford Tigers also have a game in hand, which they'll be playing on Sunday. So big good luck to both teams in their endeavours to win North 2 this season. However, the playoff spots have all been confirmed now. Hull Jets, Telford Tigers, last week's guests on the show, the Sutton Sting, 
And this past weekend, the Altrincham Aces secured their spot as they had back-to-back victories over the Sutton Sting and two very thrilling games as well. Both matches going to overtime and Altrincham Aces picking up a four-point weekend to secure their playoff spot. And let's hear more now from the Aces. And it's a big welcome back to the show now to their head coach. Here's Elliot Bain. Well, Elliot, a big thank you for joining us and uh, big congratulations on that uh, four-point weekend and uh, qualifying for for the playoffs. I mean, how was the doubleheader against Sutton? Yeah, Sutton doubleheader was good. Everyone knew what was in the line and that was sort of our goal for the year. Um, And then to come out, we knew that results in other places could help us as well, but we didn't let that sort of phase us and we went out there and got the job done. Um, But yeah, it was good. We We were actually a little bit disappointed in the end that we couldn't finish one of them with inside 60 minutes and take third potentially um, but we were more than happy just to get to, to playoffs that was that was our goal so we were, we were pretty happy with that and It was actually the third time you played Sutton in, in the last fortnight and um, we obviously heard from Sutton last week because they qualified for the playoffs last week and you know that, that was an epic game and these two games this past weekend were epic games I mean what what is it about you two? I don't know just thinking, occasions? yeah it's been we, like I say we've played them early doors in the year we played them probably within our first five games and won in overtime in Sheffield and then just the way the fixtures have fell that, that was going to be our last three fixtures and then just as the season's progressed, we've just been those two teams that have sort of sat in the middle, really, where we haven't been able to sort of touch Hull or Telford. We've managed to sort of have the upper hand on the teams below us. And then it's just sort of come, because they had so many games in hand, it's just sort of come to a head at the end of the year. And like we say, we've won three out of four games, but all in overtime. So it shows that both clubs were pretty closely matched. So it's been quite a good battle to finish the year off. And you mentioned earlier you, you knew uh, that the players knew what they, they needed to do uh, heading into this weekend. But, you know, it's easy said that don't, the nerves, are, you know, there was a, a, a couple of results which, di- which didn't go your way earlier in the month. So it was, it was a case of, you know, making sure that, that you got the job done. So, I mean, how did you prepare for, for these tough games against Sutton to, to get yourselves over the line the way you have done? We just sort of stuck to our sort of game plan, really. And as you can say, the, with the result on the Saturday showed nerves and how much the guys felt that they were under pressure because we were 5-1 down at one point uh, going into the third period and then you know sort of came alive in the third but that showed us that even for hockey at our level it just means something to these guys so it was sort of took us uh, a minute there to get into the game but once we were uh, up and running managed to get on top of them but but yeah no we just prepared in the same way as we have been doing we don't sort of know where our strengths are we know where We've got to, to work on. They're a quick team, Sutton. Gives them an advantage against a lot of teams. The speed, they are quick. So we knew that we were going to have to play a tough game. We knew that we were going to have to be tight and defensively. And we're going to have to take our chances when they came. And that's sort of what we did just to make to get over the line, really. And, and what does this mean for, for the club as well? Because obviously, I think you made the playoffs... Uh, a few years back, the 2016-17 season, you made the playoffs. And obviously, uh, I think uh, before COVID, you, you finished third that season. But obviously, there wasn't a playoff that year. Uh, but what, what does it mean for the club to to get into the playoffs this time round? It's massive for the club, to be honest. We lost nine players at the end of the last, the last campaign, um, whether that was retirement. I mean, we had a few guys from D-side and those guys were inevitably going to go head back that way. And a few guys took the leap to go up a division. So we lost sort of three guys to both Witness and Blackburn, which is all sort of a good thing, really. You know, that's what I sort of 
aim to do as a coach to develop players so that push people as far as they can so coming into this year it was difficult we had to sort of rebuild and that's the sort of approach that we took as an organization to rebuild we'll take a younger team into this year's campaign this season's campaign and and just see where we can get to really and so then to make playoffs and to sort of sit third or for the majority of the year um and just sort of have a couple teams ahead of us but have sort of control of those clubs below us um, when it when it came down to it, it was it was really positive. But again, we never thought that playoffs was potentially going to be uh, when everything played out was going to be something that was going to be possible for us this season. So it is massive that we've, we've managed to make it this year, and 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 on what happens at the weekend will be sort of thing. We'll, we'll take as much as we can. Anything can happen in a one game scenario. So we're going to go into it as as open minded as we can, but. But as an organisation, as I said, we really wanted to develop players this year and we have done that with our connections with Blackburn and we've got a real good thing going there and sort of the development path that we've established through the junior club and then on, to, on through ourselves into Blackburn. So that was sort of my primary goal for the year was to get these things set up. And so playoffs wasn't really a realistic target. So for us to, the, to do it quite comfortably in the end has been a real achievement for the guys. So, that, yeah, it has been a real big thing for the organisation. And like you touched upon there, I mean, just to put it into context, obviously last season you finished sixth and uh, I've been on the Elite Prospects website and um, they've got a, a handy little stat there about the average age of the roster last season. It was 26 years old. This season, it's just it's just shy of 23. So, I mean, that, that, puts, yeah. that puts the achievement into context. Yeah, it really does, and that's and we have got four guys over thirty-five, so that they drag that average age gap up pretty pretty significantly. So yeah, and that was that was what it was all about. Is about taking a minute, taking a couple of seasons, maybe to, to rebuild and just to sort of to look at what was going to come through the junior system and see what was going to be available to us, and we've actually way overachieved in terms of, of what we thought was possible great bunch of guys and everyone's come together and the younger guys have really worked hard and really improved and those older guys have led them down a path to some some sort of success and obviously there's 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 some you know excellent players in the squad as well but the points and the goals and the assists are all they're all shared around as well which is quite noticeable there's no one who's way out in front of the rest of the roster when it comes to the stats no not this year again i think that's sort of come because of of the, of the mix of players we've got and some guys that needed some some real development, some guys that w- w- had real potential but maybe not reached it yet, and some guys with more experience but maybe not the legs they used to have. So I think everybody really has chipped in. We already had one import this year which as a D-man, so we haven't had a big high-scoring import like we've had in the past and that other teams have. Um, and so therefore everyone's dug in across all lines, uh, you know, we've played three, two, three and four lines this season as a team, um, but everyone's chipped in all across the roster. So it's been really good to see that actually when we do do it the right way and we look to build, actually we can get some real positives out of it. So uh, let's touch upon um, the, the playoffs. At this stage, um, we don't actually know who you've got because um, it I've, I know doing this show and doing other sporting shows not to interfere with title races so I'm not interviewing Hull Jets or Telford Tigers ahead of this weekend but it is uh, pretty epic stuff Hull Jets taking on Telford this weekend and Telford playing their game in hand on, on Sunday um, you know based on what happens up at the top that dictates who you've got in the in the playoff semi-finals um, I mean I suppose it's nice for you to take a step back and just, just watch all this unfold and 
and see what's what after the end of this weekend. Yeah, it's been a hell of a, a run since Christmas. We've had a number of double headers, five or six double header weekends, and we actually obviously achieved a little bit more than we thought we made of getting out the group in the cup, and we had an extra two tough games against Telford in that. So it's real nice to have a weekend off this weekend. To, 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 to like to say to sit back, and those guys have got to play one or two fixtures, and obviously Telford have just played a midweek fixture as well. But it's going to be real interesting. We've obviously played both those teams, Telford six times. We've played whole four, and they're two real good teams. And it's going to be a tough weekend for us. And Sutton doesn't matter which way around it finishes. Both those teams have got some great guys in there, and and they've got a they're going to have a real good battle Saturday. But yeah, it's going to be good to see what comes out of it, and then we'll uh, that'll iron everything out next weekend yeah and how do you prepare now for because like i said you, you've got the weekend off but um i'm imagining you, you haven't really because you're going to be watching videos and all kinds of stuff aren't you so yeah uh, that's the plan <laughs> on my end yeah we had a real good practice tuesday night sort of took it down a level didn't do as much structured drills and we gave the guys a little bit of chance to sort of let some steam off and just sort of did a structured scrimmage type scenario and that was real good for the guys just to take the pressure off of us having no games next week and then next week we've scheduled an extra practice before the playoffs just to make sure that we're ready to go but it's again it's more of the same from our end in terms of what getting the guys ready and then it's for me I've got to look at game stuff like that this weekend now I've got a break uh, and try and sort of pinpoint well, we feel we can take advantage because these guys don't have many gaps, really, um, at our level. And so we're going to have to take our chances when they come and we need to identify what those are. And if they come, we'll take them, hopefully. Um, but they're going to be tough battles, both of them, if no matter which way around we, we, we play it. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough weekend, but it's going to be good fun. Yeah, and uh, obviously I'll, I'll touch upon you know the witness finals in in a second or two as the last question of the interview. But uh, just a, a general question overall, Elliot, just because we mentioned about the age of the squad and they're learning all the time. Some of these players and this season's been been epic already. Um, so how optimistic are you about about the future of and and what's possible with this roster and some of these players? Because um, you know not not just signing for clubs higher up the pyramid, but also you know sticking with Altrincham as well in some cases and, and what the club's capable of with this squad well, and that's it and we've got a really good link with the junior club one of our coaches helps with there and I help out there as much as I can and, and we've had some real early signs this season um, with a couple of under 18s that have played up and one's moved straight through our pathway straight to Blackburn and then with this link with Blackburn that we've got going it's just going to be real positive for players coming through over the next few seasons. And it's not going to be a one-season thing. It's, we're sort of looking maybe in the two, three, four-year sort of time frames where we can see these players that are coming out of the junior teams. And, and like say, I, where we're positioned, I'm quite happy if I don't take any of these players. I'd quite like these players to move straight into higher leagues and higher up the pyramid. But we're there for, for, the, for their first taste of senior hockey, really. And we'll, and we'll take sort of, the advantages of that as and when they come up. Um, so there's a real, there's a lot of real positive things coming out of the junior development. Um, and that's why we're sort of positioning ourselves where we are in terms of being that link whereby we can um, give these guys as much ice time as possible or whether they're going to play on two ways like four guys have this year with Blackburn and sort of double their ice time so that they can step on and they can leap on forward and, and sort of develop as quickly as possible. Um, so that's really where I see us going in the future and that's sort of where we are trying to position ourselves. So I really do see the future being pretty bright for us as a club. 
um, especially with the sort of changes that are that are happening at the moment and the links and the and the sort of ties that we're making with with other teams and other sort of organisations. That's something that we're really pushing forward is getting these players developed and pushing them as far as forward as they can as far forward as they want to go in terms of hockey in this country no brilliant stuff it's very exciting stuff for, uh, and, and great work going on there to develop the players in the northwest of england superb stuff and uh, just a, a final question elliot um obviously the playoffs are looming uh, at witness uh, next next weekend uh, the the semi-finals on the saturday and then the final on the on the sunday um everyone who, who watches ice hockey in this country knows that it's a, a big massive lottery um how many times have we seen the team who actually finished fourth actually you know win the playoffs it, it, it does happen um so how much are you looking forward to next weekend and and what's possible at the aces yeah i'm really looking forward to it like i say we're going into it with a real open mind as to we've we've played you know, we've had tough battles against all three teams all year long. We've come on top slightly with one of them, but that's not going to be our first fixture. You know, the reality is that we're probably going to end up facing Telford and Hall one way or the other. It's going to be real tough for us, I feel, for us, either us or Sutton to, to come out of day one. If we either was come out of day one, I think all credit to us. I think it's going to be a real good battle. I really think our guys are just going to embrace it for everything that it's worth. The fact that they've worked all year, managed to earn their, their spot at the playoff weekend. And that, for us, is sort of the biggest bonus, that we get some extra hockey. The guys get to experience this, even though they're, like you say, a much younger age um, than maybe some of the other teams. And to get a feel for it, and hopefully it gives them the hunger to, to, to get back there as quick as possible in the future seasons. But no, we are... We're really looking forward to it. We're going to go into it with an open mind. It's a one-game shootout. It's not like a four-game season-long battle we have to play. It's a one-game shootout, and we're just going to go into it with with sort of open eyes, and we're just going to go into it as, and, and work as hard as we can and see see if we can get through day one. Good stuff. Well, Elliot Bain, uh, head coach of the Altrincham Aces, a big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Big congratulations on making it through uh, to next weekend's playoffs and uh, all the best in witness. Thank you very much. Altrincham Aces head coach Elliot Bain there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you'll make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.